This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Let's go! When's the last time we won a road game? Like five years? Long time coming, man. Long time coming. That's for sure. Woo! Boy, was that needed. Was that needed? Oh my God. How, How many painful moments this season and painful moments on the road last season? And to finally get that. Feels so good. I'm I'm posting the link in the uh, the live link in the uh, in the uh, sorry on the thread on the board. Um, what do you think, man? I mean, hey, they they, they choose to play when they go to Illinois. That's for sure. Um, they they do. They have Illinois' number, man. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh. I don't know what the case is, but it couldn't have happened at a better time. Um, I think, you know, if you're if you're looking at this team and you would think they were maybe on the brink of either just like packing it in, even though they were 10 and 6 coming in to tonight or today. Um, you know, a game like this could definitely swing you. It it also helps that you know Illinois has that that ranking, that number 10 ranking in front of their names to help out with a little boost of confidence before a stretch of games here that Again, uh, Maryland should have a chance in and has a chance to keep this thing rolling. But uh, I just, you know, I thought it was a very uh, clutch performance by, you know, I would say the the, the two guys who we expected it most. And it's kind of, I mean, I, I think Illinois was down some guys. Um, yeah, they just weren't they just weren't ready for for Jameer, man. They just they weren't ready to to stop him, uh, you know, getting into those paint touches. And then, as we saw from an early early standpoint. Um, you know, Juju just manned the paint. And I kind of thought when they would counter it with with Dane Danger off the bench that maybe his physicality would kind of throw a wrench in things because you go from Coleman Hawkins, who's very versatile um, on both sides to to Dane. And, it, you know, I didn't think it skipped a beat once they, when they made a change. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of thinking ahead. This kind of – it doesn't quite put them back on the bubble yet. But if they can string some wins together, then they're going to get back in bubble conversation. If and when that happens and it gets to tournament time and the tournament committee is looking at Maryland, are they going to say, yeah, they won that game, but Terrence Shannon wasn't there. Like, is is there going to have this asterisk over it, do you think? I, I think we just wait and see on, on how Illinois responds. Um, 
I mean, because they were without, you know, you think about Terrence Shannon, who, you know, they're probably going to be, I don't know any of the insides into that, but, you know, they might be without him or likely will be without him for the rest of the season. Um, But then they were also, I I didn't do enough homework um, pregame stuff coming into this, but they also have another guard, Sincere Harris, that didn't, that didn't get in the game today. I don't know if he's battling an injury or what, but just in terms of from a defensive standpoint, um, he's a guy that you could throw at Jameer and really has some dog to him, um, at least to just have some sort of chance in uh, fighting over screens and, you know, just keeping pressure on Jameer. I still think Jameer wins that matchup even if he plays, but um, I think this is, I, I think this is, I want to word it like this. I think this is the only winning formula for this Maryland team, but I don't know how realistic it is moving forward. I don't mean to be a like a Debbie Downer or anything, but it's just like, you know, you have Jameer and Juju who had two outstanding games. Monster games. Yeah. And then you have, you know, Geronimo hits his first three of the season. He, yeah, could, he had I a mean, good game. I think the theme of this season, correct me if I'm wrong, is just like, can we get a little bit more from Dante Scott? Um, you know, he chips in with nine. He has a couple of big plays. He did a really good job, you know, being that other physical presence next to Juju in the paint. Um, you know, uh, I guess I guess you could hang your hat on, you know, Jamie didn't really get a lot of opportunities today to shoot it and, and, and make an impact. But I just I'm not I think a lot of things went Maryland's way today. And there's and there's games like that that you have to take advantage of. And if you're a good team, you do take advantage of those things. So that you know what didn't that. go Maryland's way? The goddamn foul shooting. I mean uh foul <laughs> calling. Foul calling, foul shooting too, but oh my god. Can yeah, they, I mean can they stop doing this road team home team foul calling thing? It's so painful to watch. My what god. I will say, what I will say is they got they, they they got a blessing in that uh in Coleman Hawkins fifth foul because um, yeah you know and it, and it was really smart from from Deshaun to you know get that switch and just see an attack uh, but I think that could have easily been a no call especially um, but how many he, no calls did they get in their favor throughout the game it was so lopsided like three to one almost yeah was, no I mean it's, yeah, no, no, this no. happens over and over again in the Big Ten, where the home team gets these calls, and it happens for Maryland sometimes too. And I don't like that either. How about just call it even both ways? Like, oh God, it's just um, yeah, you gotta you you got you just gotta be consistent whether or not so those guys can adjust and say, hey, we're gonna have a physical one today, or you know the tic tacs are coming, and uh, you know that 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 can really change the course of a game. But you know, hey, I think at this point. The, the fan base and uh, especially Kevin Willard will take him however he can get him. Yeah. So we got a nice comment in the chat from Captain. She says, You're killing <laughs> the vibes, Colby. You're killing the vibes. Hey, I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean to be a vibe killer. I, I, I think, uh, I think Maryland fans have been waiting, you know, for, for a win <laughs> like this all season. They finally got it. Enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it. It's a, it's, a, it's a top 10 team at their place. I don't think it uh, could have been yeah. much better. Yeah. And then Ethan Podbereski. Maryland got two wins today against Illinois and against the Big Ten refs. He's backing up. <laughs> backing up. What, there you <laughs> what go. <I> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're getting comments from everywhere. We got some Facebook. We got Twitter. We got YouTube. We got people all over the place. Um, yeah. They're saying, 
Uh, more kind of stuff agreeing with us. And uh, Ken says he still loves you, Kobe, even though you're killing the vibes. Mm-hmm. Today is the day. It's like it's like when you win the game, you say you're allowed to have 24 hours. What is it? To celebrate, but that it's back to focus. So yep. for today, we should focus on the positivity, right? Well, I mean, hey, like I said, I think this is the this is a performance, and this is the team that that the fans have been uh, hoping for all season long. Um, you know, I think before the season, there was a lot of hype around Deshaun Harris Smith just being a, a potential one and done. And so, like, when you put that perfect picture on the wall of like, okay, how do I see this team playing? You know, I'm sure that there would have been a lot more contributions from him. You know, and even with Dante Scott, even though he did have a a decent performance, but I mean, whether or not it was Jameer and Dante, uh, Dante and Juju, whoever, whatever the combo is, at this point, you just take it, you keep moving on, and you see if you can do it again next game. I I do think DHS is starting to show signs, don't you? Some things are starting to click for him in a little better. The last like few games, and I knew he didn't score that much today, but he had to, uh, the last game he did score much better and. I think there's signs. Do you agree or no? He is. I, I've been watching him closely and just kind of been asking around and trying to get like a real because because like I'll be honest with you, like when I've taken a step back too, just kind of how I evaluate you know prospects and 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 I was extremely high on Deshaun. You look at him; he's a WCAC Player uh, of the right. Year, a Gatorade Player of the Year on every um, national spotlight that he got he dominated i think um i think what i think the biggest adjustment has been for him he was so physically dominant at the high school level is when he makes this jump to college he his physicality will will show in flashes but it's not anywhere near enough to win him possession by possession and he's never really had to adjust uh you know in any other way to that because either way at the high school level aau or for Paul the sixth, he was going to outbody whoever was in front of him. Um, and now, you know, between that, between the speed and between the role that he is, you know, asking to to play in, cho- in terms to pick and choose his spots next to Jameer and Juju with their touches, I think it's just a learning experience. And games like this are huge. I think he's still got to get stronger with the ball. Once he does get in the paint, he's looking to kick it out. We see him fumble it a lot um, when he, you know, when he's not going up to the, to the rim. Um, but just, you know, Little stints that and growing pains that any freshman has to go through, but um, I think it's it's critical to build those now so that I think it's safe to say, um, pending any you know decision to transfer, which I don't want to bring that up, I don't want to kill the vibes um, that we're forming him for years to come. And you know, again, he has all the traits and he has all the the physical things to be a dominant player in the Big Ten for a long time. I'm going to pull up the stats. From today. Yeah. Yep. Can you see that? Yeah. Yep. I got them on my screen as well. Okay. Jameer Young and Julian Reese obviously dominating points-wise. 48 of the 76 points. And then you see everybody else's contributions there. Anything else sticking out to you, Juju, with the double-double? Deshaun Harris-Smith with eight boards. Yeah. Two assists, a block. Yeah, he's he's active. Like he's starting to come around. Kaiser's still kind of the same, I think. Would be nice to see him do something except being just a three-point specialist. Well, I think I think too, especially for Jamie, 
um, gained a really good experience today on the defensive end Garden Damask because that is not an easy task to uh, to take on. As we've seen, he's he's blossomed into one of the bigger, yeah. the better players in the Big Ten. Um, and you know, there were a lot of times where Damask got the best of him, kind of exposed him, and, and and got easy buckets. But you know, you look at him, and he you know he, he ends with twenty six. Um, but just just everywhere else, man, it was just a lot of a lot of really good. Uh, I thought they did a great job um, trying to look at the numbers here. Even though, I mean, you read it, uh, fifteen offensive rebounds for Illinois. I didn't feel like that it was it was a fifteen offensive rebounds that you know really came back to bite Maryland. Um, fifteen and eleven, yeah, yeah. They, Maryland they, they, won overall though, thirty right. six. Yeah, that's just because yeah. it's partially because Illinois just had more shots didn't they oh no they didn't 64 to maryland had one more 65 to 64 they just missed yeah. more so there were more rebounds and there, in that and there was a ton there was a ton on the illinois side i mean i saw three or four that touched every part of the rim and then rolled out um yeah so it's just one of those but then you know you listen to the the telecast with with robbie hummel and he just made a simple point like maryland's just playing harder and I think that there was there's been a lot of games this year that we've seen the other team just be playing harder than us, um, you know Maryland, and and it just shows that when we're, I think down the key, I think down the stretch about four or five minutes left, um, is when guys like Dante Scott and and DHS especially did a really good job on on the glass at both ends that would either earn them extra possessions or close down big possessions that could have really helped uh, momentum for Illinois. So just really, just really an entire, you know, team effort. Um, But I mean, you look like I was kind of shocked. I thought, I thought um, Swanton Rogers, you know, we saw him go in and get that, that quick bucket there uh, when he was, when he was operating with Jameer in that, in that ball screen. Now, of course you want to get Juju in back in the game as quickly as possible. But I thought even just that little, I don't. I wouldn't call it a garbage bucket at all, but that one of those buckets that just kind of get lost in the wayside. Those are the type of plays that you know can really separate you in a, in a game like this, especially on the road. I think one of the biggest plays of the game was DHS's three. What was a four point game? Illinois had cut into the eight point lead, cut it to four, and then DHS hit that three pointer to bring it back to seven. That's when it was like okay. I think they're going to win this game. That yeah. don't you agree that that shot? Yeah, I mean, listen. In any game, when you get Jordan Geronimo and Deshaun Harris Smith hitting the three, <laughs> yeah, you're either down by a lot or everything's going in your way. Um, so, I mean, I and further to your point, when Deshaun makes a three, not only is it like you know, it, not only is it big for his confidence big for momentum, but with it being him making that three, it's just, it, it just adds a whole nother layer to, to that play. They still shot 23.5%. They're, they're yep. awful from three. How- yeah. Now I was, I was texting with, with coaches during the game and I was just, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't know that I've ever seen a team miss as badly on wide open shots as I have this one. Um, and and I'm not just talking about miss or makes. I'm talking about like it's not. They're just short. I mean, they're going. On- 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Off the backboard, they're, they're clanking off the corner of the rim. They're not even grazing the rim. Um, like I'm, I'm not really sure what it is. And and it's it's I scratched my head about it. I mean, the other day, the other day I was even I was talking with John Lamoth when he was in town. And, you know, me and him were just chatting up and kind of discussing what's going on down there. And he was like, look, I, I'm not sure. I can't put my I can't put my thumb on it. And, and, you know, obviously we were talking off the record, but he was just like in practice, the stuff's falling. And everybody looks everybody looks like the fans probably would want them to look. And just for whatever reason, um, when when the game starts. It's it's a different it's a different result, but but to paint it in a positive picture, it's not like they <coughs> excuse me, it's not like they came out and buried twelve to fifteen threes today, and then we leave this game like oh man, is this doable again? This is the type of style that they're going to play the rest of the season, and we see that it's good enough to be the top ten team. I'm going to bring up the schedule now, so we can kind of look ahead because it feels like maybe there's kind of a reason to look ahead now. Now this is Torvik, and it's showing them losing most of these. However, after this game gets added in, you can bet that a lot of these numbers are going to change quite a bit. So some of these might turn to wins and some of the bad losses might turn to much closer losses. Northwestern on the road coming up on Wednesday, home against Michigan State. Tough games. Iowa, another tough game. The next kind of game where they'll be maybe a favorite depending on how these numbers shake out against Nebraska at home. It's four games from now. It just, it looks tough, but if they're playing like they did in the second half uh, against um, who was it that they just beat um, uh, just before this? Oh, it's in front of me, Michigan. Sorry. And then now how they looked against Illinois if they've turned some kind of corner, these are all very winnable games too. And maybe you go on a roll. Maybe you got that. Um, maybe you get that surge that they've had a couple of times where it propels them towards a tournament. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, you look at that the the next stretch of games. Um, you know, and and I think the obviously the biggest thing for for any team playing against Maryland is how you're going to stop Jameer. I think right. the the big thing to look at with this Northwestern matchup is him and Boo Booey um, yeah. going at each other. That's going to be a very, very intriguing matchup. But uh, again, if, if, if they're able to get that type of, and you know, you can't ask for, for that type of productivity from both Jameer and Julian every single game. But, you know, if you get, you get your Dante, you know, Dante Scott performance where he's 14 and nine, um, you know, Geronimo ducks in with a couple of, of easy buckets. And then you get a couple of threes out of, out of Jamie and then Deshaun muddies it up how he does. As you said, I mean, they're, they're, they're very winnable games. It's going to be a lot different uh, style 
um, in in each one, but that's the Big Ten. And no more Purdue, so don't have to, go to, have to worry about that. The Big Ten isn't great. Every team is beatable besides Purdue, and they're done with that. So maybe they can go on the run. Maybe. They showed it today. I mean, yeah. they, now now is where now the, the water settles. And, uh, you know, again, as you stated, you, you allow Maryland fans to really celebrate this one um, and, and, and move on. But these next two games, you know, again, against the Northwestern team who has one of the best guards, you know, in the country in Boo Booey and, and Michigan State who routed Rutgers today. Um, and, you know, Tom Izzo, you know, for those who are watching this are probably active on social media, but you saw him go after his team uh, after a recent game and, and see how they responded. But they're still a, very much a wild card, you know, so there's a lot a lot of these teams in the Big Ten, man, you just you can't you can't find their pulse and you can't get a, a, gr- a great grasp on it. But I wouldn't even limit that to the Big Ten. man. I mean, you saw, I think, what, eight of the top 10 uh, teams in the country lost over the past week. Um. You know, there's just no telling the parity is at at what it seems to be like an all-time high. So if there is going to be a chance at getting in in that large bid, they're 11-6 and now, 3-3, and with some brutal losses, Davidson, UAB. And then they've got, you know, the Big Ten losses, which which aren't as bad on the resume. This is their only good win. Wouldn't you say? I mean, what do they have to do, do you think? 13 and 7, 14 and 6, something like that? Yeah, I mean, tough because, like you said, you're looking at the schedule. So, you know, you you have to take care of the home games. And then their next two games at home are going to be Michigan State and Nebraska. And Nebraska is no easy feat either. Um but you know you have North at Northwestern, which is going to be again a dogfight. Iowa, you know they're going to play a certain type of style. Um, but I mean, if you're talking about being a trying to look at these next two, four, six, eight, ten, because now then when you get to that nine and ten game, um, mm-hmm. their next ten, that's when their their next two ranked opponents are. Uh, with Illinois being one back at home and then at Wisconsin. So within this next 10 game stretch, I mean, what are you thinking? You have to. Eight and two. (laughs) I mean, that's, that would be that. That's what you have to do. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at, if if you're looking at a, at an at large bid, yeah. I mean, you, you you need to take care of business, but it's not going to be easy. Um, it's not going to be easy at all. I think, I think through that 10 game, I mean, if they went six and four, it's a dumb question, but are you happy with that? Considering, considering where they are, you would say that's better than what they've been, but they need to be better than that to get into the tournament. So I'm not taking six and four. Cause what would that put them at 17 and 10? And then they would have four remaining games, regular season games left. So Rutgers, Northwestern, Indiana, and Penn State, all winnable games. You know, if they're 17 and 10 with those four games and say they go three and one and they're 20 and 11, that's close. 
but they have the brutal losses. So their Ken Palm, the analytics are going to be really bad. They're going to have to win games in the Big Ten at that point. You really need to – it's got to be 21-10, and 22-9 overall, something like that, to counteract the losses, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 the issue there. Like, you go and you, you have those – that's why they say, like, those those losses early in the season can absolutely can put you, and that's why some of the – we've seen some of these programs be so particular about how they schedule – especially those bye games. Uh, I know UAB, you know, I know that wasn't like a bye game, but, um, but yeah, they're going to have to, they're going to have to take care of business. And I just, I'm just hoping that someone else can, can rise to the occasion other than Jameer and Juju, because um, I know we haven't, well, we've seen it maybe once or twice this year, but I'm really hoping the, the, Ghosts behind Juju getting in foul trouble are behind us because they do not I, need that. I just popped that back up because they updated it. Okay. So they got the Illinois win in there now. They two more wins in the projected record now. That's not enough. But if you were going to make a rebound and get into the tournament, this was the start you needed to do that. Today. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a huge game. This is a yeah. huge game. Not only and I'll say this not only not only for like you know for for the fan base to get back and fired up. Again, just from just from folks I've been talking with, like this was massive for culture, massive for the locker room, massive for these guys to get back together. Massive for Derek Queen. <laughs> you guaranteed him last time. I I I know I guarantee. I had to bring him up once on the episode, right? Of course. I don't yeah. I don't feel any more confident or 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 cloudy in that in that statement um and Derek's given no sort of breadcrumbs to to feel one way or the other so I don't know I mean all I will say is I I I was also speaking with somebody um who I know that is on Indiana and man they got that NIL set up that's what I would say not not for not you know not for like I'm not in terms of Derek but just in general, they got that NIL set up. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I know we reached your time limit. Awesome game for the Terps. Yes, it was. Let's celebrate. And then let's see. Can they do it again Wednesday? They do it again Wednesday. Now we're talking. Now it's for real. Now it's three games in a row. Now there's it's a turnaround. Yeah. And now there's a real chance to believe. So. Let's see if they can do that. Colby, thanks for joining. Thank you, everybody else, for joining. I don't know when we'll be back. Maybe we'll be back at our regular time next Wednesday. So, oh, no, they're playing Wednesday, so probably post not. Yeah, hopefully post game. There you go. Maybe post game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Keep thanks, the good everybody. vibes going. Keep the yes. good vibes. Good vibes. Huge win for the Terps. Season turnaround, season saving win. Let's hope. All right. Thank you, guys. This is IMS Radio.